0: Hello, I'm Michael D. Eisenberg. I'm the Tech Savvy Lawyer, blogging at the Tech Savvy Lawyer page, and host of the Tech Savvy Lawyer page podcast. In this podcast series, I'll be interviewing lawyers, judges, and others in the area of law to talk about where they see lawyers, new and seasoned, taking advantage of technology in their legal work, and how all lawyers can utilize technology to better their practice, improve their services to their clients, and enhance their own lives. The podcast will try to stay focused asking each guest three questions and asking the guest to provide their three top best answers for each question asked. There is no right or wrong answer, as each tip may or may not be the right one for you. But it may springboard an idea for you, and along the way, you may learn something new. My next guest is Billy DeMonte. He is co-founder of Planet Depots. Planet Depots is an international court reporting, interpretation, and trial services provider Planet Depos has been providing free webinars on how to handle court reporting needs in a COVID-19 environment. Full disclosure, I've used Planet depots since their start 11 years ago. They have assisted me with conducting depositions across the country. They have been great, attentive, responsive to my needs, and providing great tech with a live feed of deposition testimony. Billy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Michael, thanks for having me. Great to be with you.
0: Um, so, Billy, uh, did I forget anything? Did I leave anything out about Planet Depos? Uh You know, as I mentioned, I have been using you guys uh, for as long as you've been around.
1: Well, I appreciate you saying that. No, n- other than the fact that this has really been my profession for the last 30 years, and although uh, my picture looks like I'm, I'm younger than I actually am, uh, my mother was a stenographer and had a reporting business in, her, uh, in our home. And so even at the age, starting at eight or nine years old, I was working in the family business and court reporting has really been my life. And so it's exciting. Uh, I think we're at a very pivotal time in our industry in terms of the technology that's coming into our space. And just excited to be with you today and and discuss some of those things in depth.
0: Today, we're going to talk about technology and how it's being uh, utilized in the COVID environment, given uh, how lawyers have to change the way they work. But first, tell us, what is your tech setup?
1: So I am a remote worker. I'm at my home every day. uh, And I have a Microsoft Surface 3 laptop Pro with a dual screen setup, standing desk by Veridesk. And my go-to tech piece is by far my AirPod Pros, which uh, I can't seem to function without.
0: Yeah, they come in so handy how well they connect and disconnect from different devices so you can fluidly move from say a laptop a desktop to your iphone or a tablet that's for sure so tell us given covid and sheltered at home orders how are you finding law firms and attorneys pivoting to continue their practice
1: yeah it's a, it's a great question i've been thinking about this a lot recently michael and i think for the most part attorneys were well prepared to work from home in general i think that happened years ago you know as as the practice of law became more global and required around the clock coverage i think they started to we started to see that shift but what we didn't see and what covid has really brought to the forefront is the unfamiliarity with remote depositions mediations and arbitrations and and that's really where we're seeing a a big pivot right now and you know we were lucky at planet depots because of our practice in asia and so we we kind of had some leading indicators about covid you know before it really hit the shores of the u.s because it was affecting our business in asia and we really had to come up with ways to uh, mitigate the risks involved with covid19 and so we started giving webinars to our u.s based clients very very early on even before uh, COVID was was identified as a pandemic and I think that's where we're seeing the pivot and where we're getting our clients on board uh, at least over the last few months.
0: Well you know what I find interesting is you're talking about your, your international um, work and correct me if I'm wrong that type of work deals mostly with larger firms or firms with access to you know uh, clients with cash so I, I've been reading in the newspapers and the various blogs is that the, the larger medium and larger sized law firms are having a strong resistance or had a strong resistance, at least at first, about doing work remotely, including doing. Have you, you're you're do you exactly on
1: spot on. Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on with that analysis. And, and, you know, the folks with the cash, as you say, were willing to travel over to our office in Hong Kong or to Singapore or to Taiwan and take, you know, multiple depositions. And the expense really wasn't an issue. It was our small and mid sized clients that said to us, oh, yeah, I have a deposition in India, but I'm, I can't afford to fly over there where or, or my client isn't willing to pay for that. So we had to come up with technology or utilize technology that would help those folks Uh, you know the big the big firms with the cash they can they can afford it you know right some of our solo practitioners or mid-sized firms on the other hand couldn't and so we've been we've been using utilizing remote deposition technology for almost nine years now uh primarily for those small and mid-sized firms now the 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 pushback from the larger firms uh, not wanting to do it was there. And it totally was. But it's interesting that once COVID really broke out, that the larger firms were some of the first ones we were speaking with in regards to getting them up to speed on remote depositions, because ultimately, we need to keep this uh, litigation lifecycle moving forward.
0: What do you say the resistant attorney, regardless of firm size, you know, big, medium, small, that will alleviate their concerns about not being there in person with their client, that a video, video hearing, video conferencing setup will work just fine.
1: Well, I would say the first thing I mentioned to them is they have really no choice if they want to move forward with depositions at this, at this sitting here right now right. Uh, you know, on the 27th of April, right? If you want to move forward with your deposition, the, the only way that that's happening now is through remote technology, because obviously witnesses don't want people in their home that could potentially be around someone who had COVID or may be, you be know, asymptomatic and not even know they have it. And attorneys certainly don't want to be in the room with, with other folks right now. So I would say the simple answer at first to any resistance is if you want to move this the, the legal process forward, this is really the only way to do it. But in non-COVID times, I just talk about the ease of use and how simple it is to connect and get in that virtual room, the, the, obviously the saving of expenses and the travel time that you, you don't have, and the security of it. You know, the, This can be done in a very secure way if you're working with a reputable firm. And most of our clients see that. And, and once they do it once, most of our clients tell us flat out, I don't know why I haven't been doing this sooner.
0: How do you alleviate concerns regarding, you know, I want to be there with the deponent when I hand them this exhibit? Because this actually in a yeah. conversation I had with an attorney last week. It's like, oh, no, I had to travel because I had to sit there with my expert witness to make sure we were on the same page.
1: Yeah, so we're seeing that handled in a few ways. First, we're seeing obviously some conferences between the witness and their attorney prior to the deposition. So getting on Zoom or WebEx or whatever platform you you choose to utilize and doing some witness prep and interacting with your client through those platforms before you're in the virtual deposition room so that you can practice and be ready for it but in terms of the exhibits you know you can share exhibits right through these virtual pr- platforms whether it's sharing your screen or sending them the actual document through a file share and so it's it's really almost like you are in the room and quite honestly the covid pandemic has made it easier for folks to you know feel comfortable being apart from the witness because nobody's with the witness, right? Pre-COVID, you might have one person with the witness or just the court reporter with the witness. Right, right now, everyone's remote, right? So there's really no issue with, with, with that connectivity. Now, in terms of security in the actual physical room where the witness is, we see our clients doing a few things. One, we're having them put something on the record and say to the witness when they're under oath, is there anyone else in the room with you today? Have you looked at any documents to answer any of your questions? Have you received any text messages during the course of this deposition to help you with your answers? You know, kind of putting those things on the record and getting the witness to affirm that, that he or she has not done that. And then to take it a step further, some of our clients are having the witness join by a second camera in their room. So again, it's so easy to do, Michael, right? You can join your Zoom meeting from your MacBook, right?
0: Right. And
1: then I can join a second uh, meeting uh, right through my iPhone, right? And then I can have that iPhone set up on my uh, desk or table to show where, what my hands are doing to make sure that there's no one else in the room, et cetera. So right. from a security standpoint, it can be mitigated in quite a few ways.
0: So, well, actually speaking of security, you know, you and I are recording this on Zoom, and there's been a lot of news uh, lately about how Zoom has had some security issues. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Absolutely. So we definitely hear about this from our clients. So the things that you're reading about in regards to Zoom and their security really come down to the free version of Zoom that people are using for their personal lives or sharing on social media. right? So if you have a link that you share out on Twitter or you send to a public listserv, then anyone can join that meeting. And so then you hear that term Zoom bombing where people just randomly enter into your Zoom meeting. So at Planet Depots, we take it much more serious than that. So we, ha- we have the enterprise version of Zoom, which is their highest level uh, platform. And what that enables us to do, Michael, is we can send out unique links to the Zoom virtual room, but also password protect them. So today, when we joined, we had to enter a password to get in the room, and nobody has that password or link. And then to take it a step further, our technicians will lock down the virtual deposition room once all of the attendees are present. So even if you did have the password, you know, you could, you could, you wouldn't even be able to access the room. And then in addition to that with the enterprise level, we get total encryption, right? So the Zoom enterprise package allows us to encrypt the audio, the video and everything that's happening in the virtual deposition room. And I'm going to get a little dorky with you here, but at a 256-bit AES encryption, which is an extremely high level of encryption. So once we explain this to our clients and they have their CISO or their tech department run through it, it's usually a no-brainer that Zoom gets the blessing.
0: Uh, Actually, I think uh, the article I read the other day that Zoom is now going to have across the board 256 encryption. That's what I heard.
1: Yeah, I think think their new update is going to include that for everyone, which is great. I'm excited to see that.
0: No, absolutely. I I mean, it sounds like maybe Zoom got a little bit unfairly beaten up because what you had just mentioned was it's the free version. And if people are putting out the links to public and letting everyone in, well, guess what? You're going to have crying eyes.
1: You know you're exactly right. It's just like if my password for my computer is password1, anyone can get into my computer, right? You're only as secure as your password. It doesn't matter how robust your system is if your password is weak. And I think you're right. I think Zoom was unfairly bashed in the press really because and I'm a little biased here, but their platform is by far the best. And I think the majority of our country and around the world were just utilizing it because of its ease of use. And it was, and, and I think some of their competitors uh, started to see that and say, we need to put some PR out there. So, you know, again, we, we don't have any skin in the game. I don't own any stock in Zoom or what have you. Our job is to provide a verbatim record, whether it's on Zoom or any of the other platforms. But from our experience, it's, it's by far the one that is our client's choice. Excellent.
0: excellent. appreciate those thoughts. So let's move on to the second question. Technologically speaking, what sets Planet Depots out from your competitors?
1: Well, I appreciate that question because we definitely are in an industry where it's commoditized to a certain, a bit, certain extent. So, really, it comes down to two things: our, our knowledge of technologies. I think we are head and shoulders above the competition in terms of our technology. We consider ourselves a tech company. We don't mm-hmm. consider ourselves a court reporting agency. We 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 had a paramount shift from a court reporting agency to a tech-enabled company about five or four or five years ago. And now we really consider ourselves a full-on technology company because we're utilizing all of these things that we are talking about today. And I think our industry, like every industry, either adapts to, with the technology that's emerging today or is left behind. And that goes for law firms, too. So we try to provide our clients with as much information on the available tech that's out there and help them make the most informed decision about it. And it's, it's by far the thing that sets us apart from the competitors in, in our space. And then secondly, our service you know we are certainly not the largest court reporting agency in the world, and we 're certainly not the smallest either we We fit right in that middle tier there. We consider ourselves uh, a boutique shop, and that allows us to give white glove service and really that 's what we 're about is being there for our clients whenever they call us twenty four seven and being able to help them with every single part of the deposition or Arbitration process. And whether that's providing a dedicated technician to monitor the tech and display the exhibits and record the video on all of our remote depositions or just being there to pick up their phone calls or answer their calls in the middle of the night, it it really is what sets us apart.
0: Well, Billy, as you know, I try to get three answers for every question. And respecting that, maybe this question has only two answers. For the third answer, I'm going to ask you another question to give possibly three good suggestions. What best three tips can you recommend uh, that they technologically secure, I'm sorry, that they secure themselves technologically?
1: Three tips that they can secure themselves technologically. Yeah. Yes. So, well, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I think first and foremost is a strong password. I think this is the bedrock of any secure space, right? If if your password is weak, it, it, again, it doesn't matter what your your back end or what your law firm has in place in terms of security. If it's weak, anybody can get in. So I would say first and foremost, have a strong password. I use the strong password generator on Google and it gives you some crazy password that's almost impossible for anyone to, to, to grab. So I would say that's, that's first and foremost. Secondly, I would say working with a vendor that takes security seriously. I, I think a lot of times, not just in the core reporting space, but in other spaces, Security is second, and I think it has to be first, and that comes from the vendor's infrastructure in terms of where their servers are housed to if they're utilizing cloud technology to whether they're encrypted or not, whether they have protocols in place and and that they're reviewed on a frequent basis. I mean, all those things are questions that law firms should be asking of, of their vendors. And then third, in-house, right, at your law firm itself, you should, there should be someone in charge of technology and security. So whether that's a CISO or a CTO or what have you, that person needs to ensure that your data and, and to, to an even bigger extent, your client's data is protected. And so without those three things, I think uh, moving forward with this litigation process is, is going to be difficult in the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, uh, hold on. I gotta pick on you on that last answer there. So, what do you say to the medium and small firm and solo practitioner?
1: Yeah, I, I love that you brought that up. We have a majority of our clients are, are in that realm, and we and some of our favorite people to work with. And similar to what we did, and, and that's bring in consulting groups, right? You don't if you don't you don't necessarily have to have a CTO or a CEO on staff, right? You, you can absolutely contract out with great local IT companies who specialize in security. And we do it all the time at Planet Depots just to bring inside, an outside perspective in to look at our network and see if our IT, our IT professionals have implemented what they said they have and that it's secure. And it's, it's very reasonably priced and they can come in and it's based on users. So if you're a solo shop, easy. It's just based on one and they'll get all your devices secured and locked down. Or if you're a 10 or 20 person shop, they can help with that as well. So I definitely recommend bringing in a consulting firm on the IT security side and, and helping with that process just, just so that you can go to your clients and ultimately say to them, this is the st- these are the steps that we've taken to ensure that your data is secure, your medical records, your social security number, your patent, what have you. And I think it will put a lot of clients at ease.
0: Well, for my last question, let's look into the future. How do you see court functions... Uh, for example, hearings, trials, arguments, depositions, et cetera, changing in the future after COVID?
1: Yeah, this is going to be the big game changer, in my opinion. I I think lawyers and their clients are going to be less inclined to travel, especially for out-of-state depositions. And so I think the attorney who... Had a, you know, that lives in Boston and has had a deposition in San Francisco and would fly out there for the day and take the red eye back. I think those days for the most part are over. Sure, there will be exceptions to that rule for a very important witness or if you have to be out there for multiple days. But from what we're seeing from the clients, once they start to get on the remote deposition platform, it's almost as if travel becomes or location becomes a secondary condition. So I think first, uh, d- depositions are going to be taken remotely more and more. And I think this also helps with us because of our criti- critical shortage of stenographic reporters. And I don't know how familiar you are with this, Michael, but we have a huge shortage of stenographic reporters across the world because of I had no idea. retirement. Yeah, it's it's a huge issue. So because of retirement and schools graduating less, uh, students, I mean, graduating court reporting school is is less than 5% rate. I mean, you have to, the typing and the skills that require to get get through it are very difficult. And we've seen quite a strain on the amount of stenographers that are out there. And so think about this, how remote depositions and technology changes that. So if I have a deposition in Boston, but all of those Boston steno reporters are booked up, I can have a remote reporter virtually in the room from New York or Washington, DC, or some other place. Right? And so it helps us ease those, the, the, the critical shortage that we're facing right now. So I think that's going to uh, change as well. And then, in terms, and that's for the deposition side, in terms of court hearings and trials, I do think that those will go back to what we considered normal, but I think it will be a new normal, right? Because ultimately, you're going to have to have jurors together in, in a place and judges, but I think it's going to look different. I think people are going to be wearing masks. I really do. And I think there's going to be social distancing between jurors and litigants and court mm-hmm. personnel. And I think there's going to be spacing in place. And and dare I say it, you may even see some temperature checks at, at the security, you know, when you're going through security at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think, though, in terms of court hearings and trials, we will get back to more of a traditional sense of what we're used to, but I just think it will look a little different.
0: Uh, excellent. I, I agree with you. I, I think that moving forward, things are going to change and that we're going to have to get used to a new norm. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but I think you hit some good highlights. Billy, thank you for being on the podcast. Tell us where, where people can find you.
1: I appreciate you, you asking. So best place to connect with us online is PlanetDepos.com. We have great resources there, not only on remote depositions, but on all of your uh, legal support needs. Uh, And then our social media platforms. So we have a YouTube channel, uh, Twitter page, at Planet Depots that really keeps you abreast on all the technology that's out there. Uh, And you can find me personally on at Billy DeMonte and on Twitter.
0: And I'll be sure to put all that in the show notes for our listeners. But let me ask you one last question. Uh, Would you care to comment about any uh, webinars that you may be having uh, and the price?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Would love to. So we do about a webinar a week right now on remote depositions. We were doing them every day, and now we're, we're, we're slowly moving down. So let me give you a few that we have upcoming. So uh, this week in particular, we have one on Thursday at 2 p.m., and there is no charge for it. And if you go to our website, planetdeposcom remote hyphen depositions, And I know you'll put that in the show notes and you'll be able to sign up for that free webinar and see all the technology that our clients are using in the uh, remote deposition space.
0: I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the tech savvy lawyer page podcast. I hope you enjoy yourself, learn something new, and we'll come back again in about two Tuesdays for another podcast. If you have any ideas about the presentation, questions about what we discussed today or ideas for future episodes, please leave comments on the blog or email me directly at michaeldj at the page. Have a great day and happy luring.
1: This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.